Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Sing the Biscuit. This is going to be episode 11. I know we talked last week, but there's not going to be any podcasting episode due to the Wi-Fi situation that was not going to be here, but we found some Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi is incredible. Uh, we got a new microphone because I broke my microphone a couple days ago, and uh, my amazing co-host, my one-eyed devil, Dave Wheeler's back. How are you, my friend? <laughs> Everything's working on my end. I'm good. I missed you. You're wearing a beanie today. Is it getting that cold in Winnipeg? Uh, it is a balmy 46 degrees Fahrenheit, about 8 degrees in uh, Celsius here in uh, Winnipeg. So when I'm walking to the studio, yeah, it gets a little windy. I mean, it's not as bad as Florida. I'm not going to sit here and complain, but the uh, the Canadian temperatures are starting to turn. It's weird coming from Vancouver. I know we talked about it last time, but in Vancouver, when I left, there was like maybe like three leaves in the ground the entire city. And then you come here and there's like leaves everywhere. Uh, even in Winnipeg, I know like there were starting to be leaves all over the ground. It's it's interesting. Things are pretty pretty yellow and orange here. I've noticed in the drives, like going to and from the rink. Well, I was out in the Ottawa Valley uh, visiting my parents last weekend, and they get much deeper red. So I'm assuming that you because you're kind of in that same time zone, you you get a lot more reds than we do in the prairies. We get we get the orange, no, not even the orange, like the yellows, the really nice shade of yellows. But more so, uh, it's really nice out on the East Coast. So I, I envy your fall look and your pumpkin spice lattes. I haven't had one yet. I haven't had an opportunity. Although Tim Hortons here does have a whole pumpkin spice menu, and there's one in a Starbucks right around the rink. So that's on the to-do list. I know Ross, my roommate and I, shout out Ross. We're going to be going to uh, Timmy's or uh, Starbucks to get some pumpkin spice, get our pumpkin spice fix on probably tomorrow morning. For practice, can I tell you a quick story about the Eastern Time Zone while we're uh, while we're on the topic? Absolutely. Um, so I was uh, up and, and inevitably did not get the job, but for a very brief moment of time, I had hopes and aspirations of becoming the new play-by-play announcer of the Montreal Canadiens on TSN 690 because the existing English-speaking play-by-play announcer uh, by the name of Dan Robertson he got the call to go to TSN Television for the Winnipeg Jets. And so he's now the voice of replacing Dennis Bayak, the legendary voice. And after his retirement, they uh, they tapped on Robertson to go and do the gig. And so that gig was open, and uh, I got I got asked to send in a demo, and I got excited for a few moments, and then ultimately the uh, rug was pulled from underneath me, and I did not get the gig. But still, the fact that I was even in the running, even if I was you know like mildly even considered for a moment. To be the voice of the Habs, even though I can't stand that hockey team, to be the voice of that legendary, record-setting Stanley Cup-winning franchise, that was uh, for 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 half a second. That was pretty cool, and that's awesome. I, I was going to say too that uh, if you're new to the podcast, if you're joining us recently, I know we're episodes eleven episodes into the new podcast, but uh, Dave, my co-host, hosts a morning radio show in Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. If you don't know. Uh, the top morning show for 20 years, not 10, the last 20 years, as Dave likes to re- constantly remind me. No big deal. Not a big deal. The top show, without a doubt, it is the greatest. And that is how Dave kind of has, I guess, fallen into the opportunity for being the play-by-play voice of the Montreal Canadiens, the Happy Towns. Yeah, well, as I mentioned on a previous podcast, the whole reason of me getting into uh, traditional broadcasting was to do play-by-play. And then I went to college and just started to end up being the funny morning show guy and uh, was stuck with that for the last... 25 years but yeah my uh, my goal was always to kind of do uh, uh play by play and this opportunity came up and i went what are the odds that after 25 years i finally could have the opportunity to do play by play but so be it it's not meant to be so i'm still uh, waiting for a phone call from the uh, motor city rockers <laughs> we i think we have our game day staff already uh filled up but um i, I was gonna say 
uh, people in, in Winnipeg, everybody knows who Dave is. Dave is like a, a top five, top ten, in my opinion, top five, top ten celebrity household name in the city of Winnipeg. If you're outside of Winnipeg, you have no idea who Dave is, but Dave is who he is. Um, a lot of people have asked, like, how on earth did did you manage to get Dave Wheeler to help you on the on the podcast? And I've always known that you know from listening to Dave's radio show back when I was you know, going from elementary school to high school, listening to him in the mornings, that Dave was a huge hockey. You're fan. aging me. Sorry, Dave. Sorry. I, we were trying to stick with the whole. Uh, <laughs> Dave is 26. He's lean. He's got a ripped back, good yep. shoulders, and he stays yep. active. He takes care of himself. He's got two kids, but he's that dilf. But I'm kind of I'm blowing the cover here, and I apologize, Dave. But uh, so Dave has always been a, a hockey fan, and you know Dave's you know watched my vlogs on YouTube for years. I've listened to the radio show. Ended up sending an email back in the winter. I think when I was in Sweden last year. Hey, enjoying the new show with, with you know your new station. We ended up getting back and forth. Uh, our previous co-host uh, left slash got fired, and I said, "Hey, do you want to help me out with the podcast?" And Dave's like, "Sure," and that was it. Yeah, and here we are, yeah. eleven episodes in. Yeah, you had you had me at hello. <laughs> It, it's been a great combination. It's been really fun to to do it, uh, you know, with you, Dave. I know the podcast has been growing. We were just talking about before we started recording the the podcast is hotter than it's ever been. Uh, the Apple downloads, the Spotify downloads, it's crazy. Like I remember on the old podcast, we'd be like, you know, I hope we get a thousand downloads this week. That'd be awesome. We could just finally get you know a thousand downloads in the audio version. And now, like last week's episode, forty eight hours, a thousand downloads already, and we're just zooming on. On our way to 15, 2,000 downloads on the audio. The YouTube's hot. It, everything's growing. It's just, it's awesome to have you, and it's been, it's been fun to grow the podcast together on the new reboot version of it. Well, believe me when I tell you, it's my pleasure. I always like talking hockey. You don't have to twist my arm to talk, uh, to talk stick and puck. But this is a great opportunity to remind people that if you're watching on YouTube, to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know when new episodes are coming in because the algorithm is always changing. So if you want to know when every episode new drops or any of the new clips. Uh, click the subscribe and the bell button. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, uh, hit subscribe and feel free to leave a rating and review. Believe it or not, that's more important than you think, uh, especially to get it into more ears. So if you're not knocking door to door telling people to listen to the podcast, that's the next best way to do it is to leave a quick re- quick review. It takes mere moments. Mere moments. You can be like little Nas X backstage uh, halfway through his show when he had to take a break because he had to take a poop. You can yeah, that that's that's a great time. Say, I love the show while I'm taking a poop. Can we talk with Whatever that, it takes. We talk with that for a that, that was a clip all over TikTok the other day. Uh, Little Nas X, he's at a show. I know you talked about it in the morning show the other day. He runs off stage. He's gone for a little bit longer than the fans are anticipating. People are getting antsy. He hops in the mic and he says, hey, I'm taking a shit. I'll be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> he's only human. He's only human. <laughs> the only thing, I think... Uh, the only thing that would have made that better if, if in between when he's like, I'm going to be 10, and then you just heard him crunching one out, and then that, that would have been great. But um. Well, that happened to Roberto Luongo in the playoffs one year, and I know that firsthand because my buddy Corey Schneider was backing up for him, and I think it was in the towards the end of the first overtime period uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals or the Conference Finals that, uh, yeah, people were like, Roberto Luongo. Jim Houston's like, no word of Roberto Luongo. We don't know if he's injured. It didn't seem like anything was on the ice, and... Meanwhile, he comes back five minutes later, and him and Corey knock hands, and I was like, Schneids, what was up with that? He's like, oh, he just had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I guess when you're a scheduled pooper and you go into double overtime, it's like, oh, my buddy wasn't scheduled for this one. You imagine, you know, you're in game five, and I believe uh, 2007 game five against the Ducks, you're in uh, single going into soon double overtime, season's on the line, I got to drop a number two. I, coach, I got to go. Yeah, I know you pay me a lot of money, but I got I to gotta poop. I got to go. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I'd rather you be lighter out on the ice. 
I was actually thinking about that the other day. I don't don't ask me why. Like for for our morning skates, we skate at eleven every morning. You know, I, I get up, I have my water, I fire up my coffee, we go to the rink, and I think to myself, like, I, I want to be as light as humanly possible when I hop on the ice. So if we got to take you know five P's, we got to take a number two, whatever it takes, to get lighter, less uh, less effort, less energy into every movement because that's gone. It makes sense, even in you know two thousand seven when he was doing that in the in the playoffs. Pooper's gonna poop, man. Pooper's gonna poop. That's what happens. And speaking of things that happen, we want to tell you about our presenting sponsor, the amazing folks at Sheath Underwear. Here's the reality, folks. Every now and then, you're going to find a really awesome lady because 94% of the people listening to this podcast are men. So to the men out there, we're talking to you. Ladies, I'll get to you in a moment. And some of those men or girls are going to find other men. That's okay, too. Whatever you find, whether you're a man finding a man, if you're a man finding a woman, you got to impress them, right? You got to, you got to, you know, knock their socks off, both literally and figuratively. And it starts at sheathunderwear.com, and I'm going to tell you why. The folks at Sheath are a presenting sponsor, and it's the reason why they created the dual pouch. The dual pouch is a segregated compartment where the twig and the biscuits are separated, and it allows them to breathe properly. Robert, who is a U.S. Marine, who was the co-founder or the founder of Sheath, was out in Iraq, out in Afghanistan. He couldn't change his underwear for days on end, and he said, I need to find a way to keep myself fresh and so that it doesn't stick to the side of my leg and I'm not pissed off like Austin Matthews. That's a true story. Austin Matthews lost his shit on our other co-host, our part-time guy, Rob Lalonde, Rob from Buttons, because his balls were stuck to the side of the leg. You don't want that to happen. So you go to sheathunderwear.com, use the code BISKIT69, B-I-Z-K-I-T-69. You know exactly what that is. You're going to get yourself 20% off the best underwear money can buy. And if you're a lady... Sheath now has uh, bras and bralettes. I got uh, I got my girl a set. I got her a little packet sent out the other day. She's going to tell me about it when she gets it in a few days. And uh, ladies, you're going to love the bras and the bralettes. And uh, gentlemen, you're going to love the sheath underwear. You can't you can't not have sheath underwear. Biscuit sixty nine is the code. Twenty percent off. There's a link in the video description in the podcast notes. Thanks to Sheath response to the podcast as always. I really hope that it solves the same problem for women with those bra and bralettes as it does for men because there's times where you'll see women kind of doing the whole adjusting thing, no different when guys got to do the old, you know, pocket pool and whatnot. I, I, and I, I won't be able, I'm looking forward to your girl's review because a lot of times you see this, you see this happen. You see them kind of bunching it up, trying to get it. You know, they, they deal with it north, we deal with it south. It's a human thing. No, no different than little Nas X. We're all human. True story. Uh, I was on a FaceTime with her. Uh, two days ago, and she was doing exactly that, and that light bulb went off in my head. I said, "She th- has the the women's stuff. Why don't I just, hey Robert, can we get her out a pair? Boom, got her out a demo package. Now she's going to tell me about it because obviously I don't have uh, that problem. So she's going to tell me about that and tell me exactly what's going to happen. And that'll be what I report to you on for next week's ad, next week's ad break for next week's episode twelve podcast. Can I tell you a quick story about uh, some hockey stuff I did over the weekend? I uh, just going back to. Um, my radio career and how I always wanted to do hockey, even though I've been doing the morning show stuff, I've gotten to do some really cool stuff with hockey over the years, whether it be doing play-by-play for the Juno Cup or being the man in the stands for the Manitoba Moose and then the Winnipeg Jets and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Like I've always kind of kept my my torch in the fire of, of sports, regardless of, of what station I was on. And over the years, I've been working with this charity called the Bobby Hull Foundation. If anyone remembers a guy by the name of Bobby Hull, if you're old enough to remember, if you don't remember seeing Bobby Hull, you know the name. Guy had the hardest and fastest slap shot back when they were still making wooden twigs. And I mean, with all the technology and all of the weight training, there are still very few guys that can match the way this guy shot the puck. And that was on and off the ice, by the way. Just, just I wanted to add that in real quick. 
Oh, man. I mean, like, this guy is a legend. You're right. He's a legend on and off the ice. So the Bobby Hall Foundation, which was uh, started up to shy of 20 years ago, has been working out of Winnipeg and Manitoba, helping out with Manitoba kids. And he played on a line. So there's a really cool story, if you don't know. So very similar to what we're going through right now with the PGA Tour and the Live Tour, where the Live Tour is signing all these big players, trying to be a rival league and really build their league. The NHL had that situation back in 19, the early 1970s. And a rival league was started called the uh, World Hockey Association, the WHA. And that's where you get you got teams like um, the Edmonton Oilers, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, the Hartford Whalers back in the day, Philadelphia Flyers. They all, they all came over from that rival league. And so Bobby Hall had just finished up his contract with the Chicago Blackhawks. And there was a rumor going around. Bobby was kind of joking about how, oh, you know, if they want to keep me, they're going to have to pay me a million dollars. I mean, keep in mind, this was 1971, 1972. I mean, nobody even thought that professional hockey would make a million dollars. So the WHA heard this rumor and they're like, his contract's up. Let's uh, let's throw a million dollars at him. I mean, what a way to shake up. Again, no different than the Live Tour, offering these guys $100 million in 2022. He was the first ever professional hockey player to sign a million dollar contract. And he signed it at Portage in Maine, which is the most famous corner of Canada, the coldest corner in Canada. And he signed a million dollar contract. And to me, really kind of kicked off the big money contracts in the National Hockey League. So shortly after he signed in the WHA, another kind of monumental moment in hockey happened. They weren't the first, but they were certainly the ones that came over and and led the charge of Europeans coming over to North America. But Anders Hedberg and Alf Nilsson from Sweden came over. And when these three guys got on the ice together and you hear them talk about it, there's no better line in hockey. And you can look at the stats and, and a perfect example is the uh, USSR, like like the, the Soviet Union national team, not the Red Army team, not, not the team that played for the military, the, the full national team. They took the best players. They went on a tour back in 1974. This is after the, the uh, Paul Henderson goal, which everyone knows. This is actually a toonie out right now, a $2 coin uh, of, of the famous 1972 Paul Henderson goal. But... No, when they toured around North America and they played club teams, they didn't play national teams. They played club teams, and the Montreal Canadiens managed to tie them. And that was the only team that didn't lose to the Russian team, the Soviet team, outside of Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Jets beat the Soviet team, the Soviet national team, and Bobby Hall, Anders Hedberg, and Alf Nielsen had five goals against that team. So just to give you an indication of how good this line was, it was incredible. Like, it, it, there's a, a book written by Jeff Kirbyson called The Hotline, which I highly recommend. And it just talks about the inception of how it started, the first meeting, and just the domination. I mean, when they became free agents, they ended up going off and playing with the New York Rangers. But uh, it was towards, I mean, keep, keep in mind, there's 10 years difference between Bobby Hull and the two Swedes. But the chemistry these guys had on the ice is unparalleled and still spoken about to this day, as we're talking about it on this podcast right now. Uh, and I got a chance to sit down and do a Q&A with them, raising money for uh, for kids' charities in, in Manitoba. But uh, boy, oh boy. I mean, keep in mind, Bobby's uh, 84 this January, and the other guys are in their early 70s. But the stories they tell are just incredible. Like, they're absolutely incredible. If I could share a very short one with you, Bobby talked about when he was wanting to go over and sign with the WHA, they actually had to go to court. No, again, no different than what we're seeing in the live golf tour in comparison to the PGA, but they had to go to court in Philadelphia and keep in mind, this is the early seventies. And, and he pointed it out when he told the story of the dinner, he said, we had a black judge. And when he looked at the case, he, the judge said this, he said, 
Not too long ago, a guy by the name of Abraham Lincoln made it very clear that nobody owns anybody. You can't own a human. Therefore, the NHL does not own any player. If you have a contract and you come to an agreement that is a joint agreement, but nobody owns anybody, and these players, if they do not have a contract, can go play anywhere they want. That's an interesting story. That's... um... I mean, that's so different when you compare it to today's game where it seems like it feels in a lot of senses, not in my specific situation, but in a lot of other guys' setups is that they're just an asset. They they are a piece of the team, and that is it. Yeah, well, I mean, again, it, it, there there's different contract structures. I mean, you have a restricted free agent, which means when your contract expires, we have first right of refusal. Then you have unrestricted free agents where when my contract expires, I can go talk to whoever I want. And then you have PTOs. I mean, the the law has really kind of jammed its foot down the throat of, of professional sports saying, no, 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 no. We got to make sure that all sides are protected here. And there's a misconception. And a good example is a couple of friends of mine who ended up uh, playing in the NHL for a little while. When the team decided to buy them out, everyone thinks, oh, man, they got a huge paycheck. They 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 see the equivalent of pennies from that. I mean, the the teams are still very well protected. I mean, the ownership group is well protected. I mean, it's really good that Ted Lindsay, a former Detroit Red Wing, uh, not too far from from you, um, started up the Players League because there really was a need for protection. Now, overall, I'm not a huge fan of unions. I, I, I think they're there for a reason, and they have a very good um, position to represent the workers. More often than not, I, I find that they protect the lazy and stupid, but they, they are there for a reason. I think they're very important. And in professional sports, they are very needed because, as we've seen for a long time, like Gordie Howe, again, another former Detroit Red Wing, his signing bonus was a jacket. He literally got a jacket from the Detroit Red Wings as his signing bonus. And he was proud of that at the time. Honestly, I would be too. If somebody gave me a jacket like that, and I'm assuming it's a nice one, I'd be more than happy to take that, plus my 125 I'd, a week. I'd just be happy with a hat. <laughs> Oh, uh, we talked about this, but uh, Motor City, we don't have any team hats that uh, we sell, and Dave's a little bit upset about that. I'm a hat guy. I know. I, I was thinking that the other day. I said, we we have uh, shirts, we have sweaters, we have jerseys, but no hats. Since we're, on, since we're on the topic, I know a lot of people are curious. What is the uh, what is the situation with your living um, accommodations? Yeah, so we, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, I, I knew coming into it, this was going to be a lot different than uh, my previous endeavors in Sweden. Uh, there was no more boss man in the white Hugh Hefner role bringing over different ladies every weekend. Uh, there is no uh, fancy grocery store five minutes away in trains and buses. It's very, very, very different. Now, so my living setup, uh, goalie coach Bill, shout out Bill, uh, has me and uh, my roommate, teammate Ross. We're living at uh, his like little beach cottage house, I guess if you want to call it. It's right on the water off of Lake, I can't remember what lake we're at. But it, lake Erie. Lake Erie, yes. Uh, nice little place. We've got two beds. Ross is in the loft upstairs. I'm in the room over here. Uh, we actually, we don't have Wi-Fi here, but the lady next door, our neighbor, has incredible Wi-Fi. She hooked it up. And so I'm just streaming Wi-Fi from hers, from her house. <laughs> Over here. I know. It's it's awesome. She's really nice. I gave her a hug the other day. I was like, thank you so much for the Wi-Fi. You have no idea how much this means to me. But uh, we got that taken care of. Uh, the one, uh, I guess, pain in the ass that, that I've noticed so far is that uh, I was told, like, right when I got picked up at the airport, it was like, hey, Detroit is not Sweden. This is, in fact, the opposite. It is probably the least friendly, uh, like, public transportation city in North America. Like, it's called Motor City because we build cars, not buses, not trains. This is how you get around. You own a vehicle. And I was like, well, 
I don't own a vehicle. I don't even have my bike with me. So what do I do? They're like, well, you're going to be getting rides from people, but there ain't no buses. There ain't no trains. And I mean, Detroit is Detroit. You probably don't want to be wandering out of your house, you know, too late at the night. Um, So we've been getting rides to the rink every single day to and from. And it's nice. Different guys pitch in to, uh, you know, help bring us home and take us to and from. And goalie coach Bill's been great. He's been driving us around a lot too, which is nice and kind of hooked us up with the truck a couple days ago. But that's basically the living setup. Uh, We've been skating every day at like 11 a.m., uh, we've been doing hour-long practice, and then uh, thirty-minute little inter-squad games. Um, a couple of the fellows were talking today about how it would be nice if we kind of got like a flood in between because like the ice is just—I mean, you, we have uh, thirty or thirty-two guys on—I guess you know—on technically on tryouts. Not everybody's signed yet, um, and you got thirty-two grown-ass men just destroying the ice. I mean, everybody's so heavy. Everybody's you know cutting hard edges over an hour. And now we're gonna go play a game for a half hour. So the guys were kind of. Talk about maybe we need to get a flood or at least like a dry scrape in there today. But that's what we've been doing. Skate for an hour and a half. Uh, apparently, we sent home guys yesterday and today as well. I didn't even notice, um, to, to be honest. We had so many guys must, out there. Must be nice. Uh, knock on wood. So we're finalizing the team tomorrow, what I'm being told. Uh, I hope that I am not uh, one of those guys who get called in the office, uh, obviously. But uh, the home opener is next week. Um, and then we got a road trip right after that. So I know we, we talked in the previous podcast how I was told I'm not starting opening night. That was set in stone. And then I'll probably get one of the weekend games on the road uh, next weekend in uh, Port Huron. So um, I don't think uh, that's going to change. Uh, hopefully coaches are happy with my, my training camp. I've been pretty happy with it overall. Uh, put up uh, put up a shutout today. Put up a shutout on Monday's training camp. You have two goals yesterday in the inter-squad game. You're not allowed to count practice as shutouts for the record. <laughs> inter-squad games. Inter-squad games. All right. Inter-squad games, yeah. So um, that's basically it. Practice has been feeling good. Uh, tomorrow's the last game. We get Friday off, and then Saturday, Sunday, we practice as well. But I think I could be wrong. I think we're doing pictures, individual mug shots, and some media stuff this weekend. And then uh, Monday is the first uh, paid day, first official pay period begins on monday for the team reminds me of a buddy of mine's kid who uh, is no older than 11 and i said hey bud how's uh how did hockey season go last year and he says good i said how many goals did you score he's a forward and he says 312 i said you scored 312 goals he says yeah i'm counting practice too <laughs> <laughs> he's shooting on the empty net before the goal is even then there he's just like banging at home dad i got 20 count them all man Count them all. There's no pictures on the scorecard. Hey, they don't ask how. They ask how many, and he's proven exactly that. So, how's the rink? Give me an overall uh, view of you know the you know the age of the rink. Uh, give me a capacity size. Give me the locker room setup. I'm curious to know it all. Okay, so our rink uh, it's formerly known as the Fraser Hockey Land. I, from what I'm told, it was a four sheet rink. So there's four different arenas now, just one, um, and it is now the Big Boy Arena. Uh, again, a fantastic name for an arena. Uh, it is absolutely freezing in there. It is is one of the coldest rinks I've ever been in indoors, uh, ever. Um, the ice is rather soft, which I, I don't know why. I don't know why the ice is soft, but the rink is so cold. I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, the locker room said we got a big locker room, uh, but like I mentioned, we have like 30 guys in the room because you know we have you know, tryouts going on. So it, it's a full, full locker room. Like there's uh, there's guys getting dressed in the hallway. It's, it's nuts how many guys we got. So um, assuming that uh, I stick around, obviously, I don't want to take anything for granted, but assuming that I stick around past tomorrow, it's going to be nice when uh, we get the full roster in the locker room, we get a little bit of space, we kind of get to relax. We get a, an awesome ping pong table right in the middle of the room. I know a couple of the fellows, they always go at it first thing in the morning, just play ping pong back and forth. It's great. Um, we got nice showers. We got, we got a huge shower room. 
Um, team bathroom. We got the equipment room. We got sticks coming next week. I guess that we have access to. Uh, arena seating about three thousand. From what I'm told, three to four thousand. Somebody said is what fits in the entire arena. If you if you pack it out, we got standing room. We have the loges. You, you could compete with the Arizona Coyotes for for attendance this year. It, it's actually very comparable, probably size wise. Um, I, I know that they're a little bit bigger, but we have like the loge seating. We have standing room seating. We, we, there's a little bit of everything in there, to be honest. And um, I, I will say, it, I, I try not to like acknowledge it because I, I don't like talking about it because I, I think it, it just comes across as arrogant. But like. The uh, the amount of people that have been kind of like showing up to our skates that you know want to uh, I guess you know watch me skate or, or want to take a picture after or even just want to sit down and chat it's been it's really 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 cool just to kind of like mingle with the locals and, and talk to everybody I mean the amount of people that are telling me that they got tickets for opening night next week is is awesome um, like we talked about last week it's going to be unfortunate that they're going to see me opening the gate all night but I'll be in the uniform I'll be happy to support the team ready to go in if someone pops up but. Um, it, it's awesome the uh, the support in the Michigan Detroit area for uh, okay so 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 give me an indication like are you like east side west side like are you in Detroit are you Eastern Market area Jefferson Corridor Southwest Detroit where are you from my understanding I could be wrong so we are in Fraser which I believe is uh, just Ross is it just east of Detroit Okay, Ross isn't good with directions, so we're going to say it's east of Detroit. Somebody in the comment section on the YouTube video podcast can let us know, or the audio, Apple, Spotify, send me a message. Uh, but I believe we are to the east uh, of Detroit, just off of 94 West. I think it's 94 West. I could be wrong. And that's the rink? Yeah, so the Big Boy Arena is our home arena, if you search that up. Formerly the Fraser Hockeyland. Uh, there's a Starbucks. we got a couple different... Uh, like mom and pop breakfast diners in the area. We got the Tim Hortons. We got grocery store. We, we got actually a lot of stuff kind of in that area. Um, so you're in, so so you're in the town of Fraser. I think we're just outside of Fraser. To be honest, I don't really know where we are. I just got picked up at the airport and said, "Okay, I'm here." I, I don't. I, <laughs> in all honesty, like I, I've come very simply this year. Just hi, I'm here. It's not a vacation. Where am I living? Okay, here's my stuff. This is where I sleep. What time tomorrow? Oh, 11. Okay, I'll be there at nine. Uh, and that's it. Very, very, very simple. Although I will say, I thought uh, this is kind of unrelated. I thought I was going to get lit up for uh, like, like um, verbally, like chirp wise, uh, for my new uh, Bauer Connect skates. They have no laces. They're like the ski boots. The amount of guys in my corner of the locker room that have been like, "Dude, those are really cool. I want to see them." They, they want to like play with my skates. It's kind of, it's kind of funky. I don't know if you if you saw the video I posted on that a couple days ago, Dave. But uh, that was, uh, those are my new skates. And then uh, actually, I'm excited to the first vlog. Uh, up with Detroit is coming up on uh, YouTube uh, this Sunday. So it's going to be like a little travel vlog. My last day or two in Vancouver, recapping that, coming home. Actually, you're in the vlog. I have a little clip of you in there. Actually, true story from when we went for uh, lunch a couple weeks ago. Yep, true story. Yeah. True story. Yeah. And uh, actually, this is a little funny side story. Dave and I went for lunch at uh, at Earl's, and we go to have lunch. Earl St. Vitale. Earl St. Vitale. Shout out, Earl's. And... Uh, I got like a little like chicken salad or whatever. Dave orders two things of wings. The lady comes out, brings two plates. Uh, who ordered the wings? You gentlemen both have wings. And Dave says, no, I have both right here. She puts the plates down. And Dave says, hold on, I'll save you a plate. Slides the one wings off on the other plate. And he's like, here you go. Take the plate back. <laughs> well, not only the plate, but every time I order wings, because I'm, a, I'm on a high-protein diet, I said, no salad, no dip. And every single time, they bring all of the um, what is it? The celery and and the dip and, and they, like every single time, no celery, no dip, and they bring it every time. 
<laughs> you remind me of uh, in Step Brothers when he's like, I didn't want the salmon. I said it four times. I don't want the salmon. <laughs> well, listen, I don't complain to them. I just do more uh, subtle things like, no, 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 just scrape them all away here. Take this because I didn't order this. It actually did cross my mind when you handed the stuff back to her. I was like, that. I mean, the veggies look pretty good. I was thinking about taking them off the plate, but she was pretty quick. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, I'll just eat my salad then. I'll shut up. My mom business. But anyway, uh, that is in the vlog coming up on Sunday. And then uh, the travel to Detroit. And then uh, we, had, we had a skate, the first skate that I had, uh, not with training camp, before training camp. And then, uh, I mean, currently working on the training camp video, which will be up next Sunday. So the time this podcast is up, you've already seen the new vlog, hopefully, if, uh, if you're watching it on Sunday. Listening. Okay, so for those that are new to the channel or to the podcast, you have two different YouTube channels. Can you explain the difference between the two? Yes. So I have my primary YouTube channel that you may have known as Trav Oilers, which I've now changed to kind of Trav, uh, where I document my journeys through pro hockey, previously through college hockey, and even before that through junior hockey, mix it in with just like some how-to videos, tutorial videos, just videos that I think can help people, whether you're goalie, player, young, old, something for a little bit of everybody. But specifically during the season, uh, I focus on vlogging my journey, my experiences, my trials and tribulations, the the good, the bad, the ugly, everything of my hockey journey. And the first video this Sunday is coming up is going to be Life in the Fed, episode one. And it's that travel vlog going from Vancouver to Winnipeg with Dave and Winnipeg to Detroit. And the first skate here, that's going to be about an eight-minute video. It's, it's jam-packed. I'm trying to action-pack all the videos this season. And then the following week is going to be the actual first Life in the Fed, episode one, uh, from here from training camp. In addition to this podcast, Sling the Biscuit, which goes, up, which goes up every Sunday. So there's a podcast, and there's the vlog. People have been asking, they're like, why do you do the podcast? What do you need to do after hockey? And well, hopefully the podcast is the post-hockey retirement uh, thing. I, I Honestly, I look forward to this. I like make, doing the vlogs. They're fun. I love you know, I like flying the drone. I like putting the videos together. I, I love doing this with Dave. I love doing the podcast every week. I look forward to it. I mean, I've been up since like 6 a.m. from the morning skating and everything. Didn't have my nap. I'm tired. I love doing the podcast. We get it done every single week. It's fun to do. And hopefully the post-retirement, whenever retirement does come, because being realistic, it's going to come one day. When, I don't know. You rem- but you remind me so much of my father. I've never met another man in my life. My earliest memories of my father, he said, retirement. I just can't wait to retire. And he retired two weeks before his 55th birthday. And here you are, the tender old age of what, 28, 27? Uh, 26. Freshly 26. 26. 26. And he's talking about retirement. From hockey. Ladies and gentlemen. From hockey. Not life or <laughs> work. You know, here, here's the thing that, that I have found, and I don't want to get like too preachy on it, but like as I've gotten older, and especially more so like when I turned 18, I started realizing like, hey, like the health doesn't last forever. Things kind of go downhill. We start dealing with different issues. If you've been watching my YouTube vlogs for any amount of time, you know that. I've dealt with lots of injury issues, lots of health issues. I mean, being six foot five, uh, I, the body's just not meant to do this kind of stuff. Like, the goaltending has got to be one of the most unnatural things in the human body out there, period. So, th- there's a time that comes in hockey where you got to retire, right? Like, it, it's going to come probably within the next five years, realistically, because, like, a lot of guys, like, I, I'm not going to be the guy who's playing into my 40s. I can't see me physically doing it anymore. Right. And I'm trying to plan for that. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I've, I've had a little bit of success on YouTube, you know, with hockey and all this kind of stuff. But that's not going to pay the bills for retirement. So I, I like podcasting. I like doing this with Dave. I like sharing, you know, stories on pop culture, talking about music, talking about, you know, hockey. It's not the mainstream hockey, but like my hockey endeavors and kind of like that outside hockey world. And hopefully people like it and hopefully it turns into a, 
a post-retirement thing. I know Dave enjoys it. I enjoy doing it with Dave, and hopefully we can just ride it to the moon when whenever the retirement comes, and there will be many tears. I, I know for a fact I'm going to I'm gonna cry like a bitch the day that I, I finally know that i got to retire, but that's okay. That's okay. Well, well you know what? I, I, I think the – the goal of every professional athlete is to retire on their terms. It's not one of those ones where it's like, well, no one will take me. I guess I have to. It's more of a, no, no, no. I realize that this is my time, even though they want me to come back. And I think Tom Brady is a interesting example of that because here's a 44, 45 year old who's still producing, going through a very public possible divorce right now with Giselle Bunchen, and still puts up two touchdowns, three touchdowns and, 385 yards and outplays 25-year-old Patty Mahomes uh, this past Sunday night. I mean, it's 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 a he is an anomaly, and I, it, just to bring it back, when he does retire, it'll be on his terms. Like they'll let him play till he's 55 if he wants to. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help when Antonio Brown's making ridiculous Instagram posts about you know Tom's wife, but hey, that's Antonio Brown being Antonio Brown. But as far as the actual like retirement things goes, um. I'd like to play for like a long time. I know realistically I have, uh, we've talked about it before, but I have physical limitations. I am an excessively large man and excessively large men break down faster. It's just the way that it goes. So um, I don't think I'll, I'll end up going out on the terms that you just mentioned with, oh, I don't have a team. I don't have anywhere to go. I think there will always will be a team for me w- within reason, but um, it, the, the retirement day is coming. It is coming one day sooner every single day and, Planning a little bit about like what am I going to do? Where am I going to live? Well, I like the podcasting. We, you know, we've had a little bit of success lately with that. Hopefully, that turns into. Well, listen, I, uh, I, a lot of people don't like uh, metaphors when it comes to comparing people to animals. Uh, but I've, I've, ha- I had a Great Dane uh, who passed at six and a half. I currently have a Saint Bernard. They're both big animals. The, the, the Great Dane was 175 pounds. The Saint Bernard is 140. And when, when you have, and not, not to scare, not to scare the shit out of you. But the larger you are, the harder you fall. I mean, it's very rare that you see anyone over six foot five living past the age of 90. You know what I mean? Like small dogs, like your chihuahuas, you'll get 20 years out of those things. But the bigger dogs, they just, they, they, they just don't have as long of a, of a shelf life. And you look at some of these giants that play in the National Football League, uh, you know, they, they bang a lot out, out on the field and... You know, more often than not, we read these stories of like, oh, man, he went too soon. So not to scare you at all. But like you said, your body goes through a major kind of physical challenge every time you're out on the ice and every time you're working out and every time you're doing these things. And especially with goaltenders these days. And we can blame Patrick Waugh if you want to. (laughs) But creating the butterfly. I mean, how horrible that is on your hips. I mean, more often than not, a lot of people don't know this. Most goaltenders will go through hip surgery at some point during their career or post career because they've just messed up that joint. That kind of goes in between their their uh, uh, what would that be the the what's the big bone from the femur in the socket? The, yeah, I mean that just goes through major, major, major trauma. And I I know you have some ailments that you've been dealing with. And I mean again, let's point out you're 26 years old. Yeah, um, the can't really talk too much about that for for obvious reasons. I, I will say that whenever the time comes when uh, I do retire from from pro hockey, from all this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm going to share a lot of stuff about that that I think will open up a lot of eyes in the goaltending world and kind of be like, okay, now it makes sense why Trav well, you know, had a hard time. With it. Everything will make 
a lot, lot more sense. But speaking of hard times, if you want to have a hard time and a good time, you got to go to Manscaped.com, our next presenting sponsor. And here's why. You're going to find a lady, gentlemen, I'm talking to you. Maybe you're going to find another gentleman. Whatever you're into, you don't want to be right. You want to be looking fly. You want to be feeling fresh and trimmed with Manscaped.com. Because here's the thing. You show up on date night and you have a bush, nobody's going to want you. I'm, I'm sorry. Everybody's into different things. If Dave showed up on his first date with his fantastic, beautiful, 10 out of 10, Playboy model wife, Candace Ray, God bless her soul, Dave would be single. Dave would have no kids. Dave would be single. But Dave took care of business. And you, my friend, can take care of business today when you go to manscaped.com. You can use the promo code BISCUIT, B-I-Z-K-I-T. It's going to get you 20% off the Lawnmower 4.0. It's skin-safe technology, so you will not nick your arms when you're trimming the fellas, when you're trimming your legs, if you want to look a little bit more vascular. Maybe you're like me. And your new girl constantly hazes you, telling you, hey, you look like a woman. You need a little bit more hair on your legs. Well, you put on the number one. Maybe you put on the number two. You put on your winter coat with the number three. You have options at Manscaped.com. We are here to help. There's a link in the video description at Manscaped.com. And uh, thanks to the folks at Manscaped for keeping the podcast going. we got three more months of Manscaped and Sheath coming up. Look at it this way. Look at it this way. You're, you're out on the East Coast. You're out in Detroit area, Fraser. You've got some beautiful, beautiful foliage out there as far as trees and whatnot, right? If you go and stand underneath a beautiful maple or a beautiful elm or a beautiful oak and you stand underneath it and you look up and it's just full of leaves like midsummer, you can't see how tall the tree is. But in the wintertime, when all those leaves are gone, you can actually see how tall that tree is. Mm-hmm. Can you not? Uh, absolutely, you can. You can. You trim the grass, the tree looks a little bit bigger. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Speaking of wood, uh, this may be a terrible transition, but I was going to say, uh, so my new girl, uh, she's a tall girl. She's six feet tall, which kind of you know got, got me thinking. Oh, about you're going to produce beautiful athletes. Put them in basketball. Actually, we were, we were talking about that today over uh, text today. She was saying how uh, she wants to be a hockey mom, but she doesn't want the kids in competitive sports. And I was like, kind of like what well, we piggybacked off of last week at the conversation. But hey, if kid wants to try sports, great. I think it's great. Like we both agreed. For discipline, have the kid go out and burn some calories, stay active, get into a routine, just have some type of commitment, kind of instill those core values. Kid wants to be good. Hey, that's where I come in. I'm more than happy to help you if you want to work on some stuff. You want to talk about dedication. You want to talk about like actually like making something happen instead of just like playing like rec. Absolutely, I'm here to help. But if not, I will happily hold the hot chocolates and remind everybody in the arena that I have the hottest wife of anybody out there. Unless Dave walks in the building, then Dave's a close second. But I still think I have the hottest wife in the building. This is obviously in like 10, you know, 15 years from now. But um, so uh, I'm going to go see her at Christmas time. I got my ticket booked actually uh, as of two days ago. I'm going to go see her and Aww. spend some time in Vancouver at Christmas time. My Aww, favorite city. That, mean, that, that, you, that means you've made a commitment for the next four months at least. Well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to see her in Vancouver at Christmas time. And... Uh, yeah, Dave, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely nuts about this girl. She's uh, she's something good for you. Yeah. That's a good. Isn't that a good? Isn't that a nice feeling? You, you know what? I don't know if anybody. You know what? We're like 40 minutes in the podcast. The only people listening are the hardcore ones. I guess I can get a little soft on you. I genuinely feel like a 15 year old high school girl 
when when I when I talk to like my new girl, I, I get excited. There's always something new to talk about. Like she she's just a really uh, intelligent, intricate human being, and I love just like you know like like Shrek, like peeling back the layers. Like, and I'm not saying she's an ogre, but I'm just saying I like peeling back the layers and kind of like you know getting to know more about her every single day. And uh, things have been going really 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 well. I mean, I was just on the phone with her for like two hours before we uh, before we started doing the podcast, and I'm looking forward to seeing her Christmas time and uh, hopefully. If all goes well, produce some NBA babies that will get me an early retirement, so I can quit this podcast and just sit on a pile of money. <laughs> well, let, let let me let me tell you a very very quick story here, and it kind of plays into uh, what you're talking about. And this is off the heels of me watching King Richard, which I took a little while to watch, so I can watch it free, you know, because Will Smith is in it, and I love Will Smith. Um, but as, as far as as when it comes to kids and athletes, here's a guy who said, "Baby, we need to have two more girls because they're going to be tennis champions," and he wrote up this this plan and it's not very often you write out a plan for your kids and hold them to it all the way. But my wife's father left when she was four years old and she hasn't seen him since she is the youngest of four girls, uh, three girls, pardon me. She's the youngest of three girls. And, and he bailed when she was four and she has very vague memories of him and hadn't seen him since when her and I met and decided we were going to share a life together. There's a part of me just because the way I was raised that, I needed to track this guy down. And so I managed to find him and I convinced him to go for coffee with me at a Starbucks. And I, I was there early. As soon as he walked up, I, I knew it was him. I could just see it in him. And we sat down and he said, uh, he said, hi, we shook hands. And I said, hello. And I said, listen, I'm just here not to judge. I don't have any questions, but I'm here to tell you that your youngest daughter, Candace Ray and I have met. We've fallen in love. We plan on moving in together. We plan on starting a life together. And no matter how far removed anyone is from their children, I think in my mind, you would always want to know that they're okay. I'm just here to let you know that I'm going to take care of your daughter for the rest of my life. And I want you to know that she's going to be okay. And he nodded his head and he shook my hand and he walked out the door. And that was literally the conversation. Now, as as much as people are going, oh, how sweet is that? I had ulterior motives. I wanted to see how tall he was, and I needed to know <laughs> that if we had kids, if I could at least have a ballpark idea of how big they were going to be. That started off as that such. That was such Is a. Is that wrong? No, you're absolutely not wrong, Dave. And I'm going to tell you why. Because my woman was was telling me yesterday, she was like, "You know how you talk about the genetic lottery win." And I said, yes, how I'm 6'5", she's 6 feet, and we have all that kind of stuff. She has, like, Dutch background, and she's a very good-looking girl. I said, we are going to have the greatest-looking kids in the entire hockey ring. And she says, no, 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 no. We're going to have the greatest-looking tall kids with blue eyes. And I said, what do you mean? She's like, you have blue eyes. I have blue eyes. We're tall. I'm blonde. Well, she's blonde. I have dark hair. She's like, this is a winning combination. I was like, so you thought about the genetic lottery as well? She said, yes, I did. And I was like... Yes, this is a winning formula. That's not a bad thing, man. Not a bad thing. But the most important thing is make sure you love them. Absolutely. I, I was telling her today, like, you have a kid, in, in, in my perspective, like a look in the future, have a kid, you, know, you want to play guitar, you want to do chess, you want to do hockey. I don't give a shit what you want to do. If you want, want to be happy, that is what matters to me. If you are an open-minded, contributing member to society, you're not, you know, causing problems, I will support anything you do. I don't really care, but that's just how I see things. And I, and I think that we share, like you and I both share very similar values in that. Well, you know what? I heard a great quote recently, and I've heard it before, but I was reminded of it. 
It said, if you're voting before the age of 25 and you don't vote liberal, you don't have a heart. If you're over the age of 25 and you don't vote conservative, you don't have a brain. So where do I fall into that? <laughs> Are you the Tin Man or the Scarecrow? It's totally up to you. Well, does the Tin Man have a sheet metal cock? <laughs> on that note, there is a new podcast every Sunday. Sing the Biscuit on the YouTube video podcast or Spotify and Apple. This podcast drops every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, so 11 a.m., in the Toronto area, 10 a.m. in Winnipeg, 9 a.m. in Calgary, 8 a.m. in Vancouver, 11 p.m. in China, 4 p.m. in Sweden, 3 p.m. in the U.K., 5 in Finland, and we cannot wait to see you on the next episode. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, drop us a review. Help Dave and I out. If you're on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. There is like 70% of the people listening to this podcast are not subscribed. I know that for a fact. If you got a couple extra bucks, you want the best underwear money can buy and impress your lady and or man on date night, Pick up some sheath underwear with the promo code BISCUIT69. Get a lawnmower from Manscaped. Trim up the fellas, making sure you're not having a bush on date night. And Dave and I will see you next Sunday for Singing the Biscuit.